to the Gridiron. I'm Jay. Don't forget to subscribe to the Gridiron. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, just to name a few. I want to take the time out, out this show to take a moment of silence for the great DMX. Today, we got a good show. I'm going to talk about a little debate, argument that me and co-host D. Scott had. I believe I said it on the show. If you was to take the first four years of Drew Brees' career, and you was to take the first four years of Jameis Winston's career, I believe up until that point, me personally, and I believe the number, what we're about to do, the number's going to back me up, that Jameis Winston was the better quarterback up until that point. If you was the first four years, meaning rookie season, second season, third season, and fourth season, both quarterbacks, ain't got nothing to do with what Drew Brees did when he came to the Saints, ain't got nothing to do with what Jameis Winston did when he came to the Saints, uh, nothing, it ain't got nothing to do to this point, none of that, we're just looking at the first four years of both quarterbacks' career, that's it, we're gonna look at completions, we're gonna look at attempts, we're gonna look at completion percentage, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions, we're gonna take all of that, and we're gonna put it all together, put it in a pot, let it brew, and we're gonna see what it do. Drew Brees being the Hall of Famer, being the great one, being the notorious Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying? We're going to kick it off with him. From 2001 to 2005, Drew Brees played with the San Diego Chargers. Look, I was about to see Los Angeles. You know, y'all, just for y'all information, if y'all didn't know, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I got some listeners out there that's not really too savvy. Um... San Diego is no longer San Diego Chargers. They are now the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Chargers. Tongue twisted. So yeah, started his career with the San Diego Chargers. This is Drew Brees' numbers. Not gonna really go with the first season because he only started one game first year. Leave maybe one or two passes, 27 yards, something like that. So we gonna kick this thing off in 2002. Right, let's see what it do. Completions. 320 completions. Attempts. 526 attempts. Completion percentage. 60.8. Yards. 3,284. Touchdowns. 17 touchdowns. Interceptions. 16. Hmm. Warned you guys for the ones that was just followed Drew Brees' career when he got to the Saints. Warned you. Now it's not all bad, but it's not all pretty neither. Um, 2003 completions are 205 attempts, 356 completion percentage, 57.6. Not Drew Brees yards. 2,108, 11 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. Man. Whew. All right, let's go to the next year. See if we get a little better. 2004, 262 
completions, 400 passing attempts, 65.5 completion percentage, 3,159 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Now that look like the Drew Brees that we're accustomed to seeing. We're starting to see shades of it anyway. 2005, 323 completions, 500 passing attempts, 64.6 completion percentage. Not bad. 3,576 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. Y'all see that? That them interceptions high now. Um, now this is what I want. I do want to see this because. I started the show on how I started it, saying the notorious Drew Brees. Like I said, a lot of people think that I'm knocking Drew Brees. Man, all I, I'm not going to say all I know. I've seen a few years with Aaron Brooks, but for the most part, man, when I talk, I'm talking, I'm talking about Drew. Now, I'm interested and I'm excited to move forward with the future. Hopefully with Jameis Winston, I want to give you, drop you guys a little theory before we end the show. <clears throat> but yeah, man, I'm I'm not knocking Drew Brees, man. I'm 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 thankful that I got the witness that I feel like, man, a lot of Saints fans they didn't get the their younger years watching the Saints wasn't as good. I mean, I watched the Saints win the Super Bowl when I was in high school. You hear me? But uh. I don't want. I don't want people to think I'm knocking Drew Brees. I'm just. I just want. Sometimes people get carried away by the hype and forget, like actually, the steps and the process that it took for people to be great. And and what I want to say is, in 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 showing these numbers and seeing these numbers and critiquing, you know, I'm just critiquing and giving my opinion and showing people stating the facts. Um. Really, if you really want to think about it, I think it's really a compliment to Drew Brees that, you know, basically what I'm saying, came into the league, really didn't have the talent, um, necessarily arm talent and all of that, athleticism, didn't really have the stature or the physique as a quarterback, and to still overcome all of that and then get an injury and still do what he did, I mean, like I said, I mean, that's, that's credit to him. So I'm definitely not knocking dude. But let's move on. <clears throat> Jameis Winston started his first game of the first year. So let's keep that in mind. Jameis Winston didn't. Drew Brees came in. He, he started one game his first year. He had opportunities to sit back. Jameis Winston came in that thing and was under the gun from the jump. OJW. Famous Jameis. You know what I'm saying? That boy had 300 and 12 completions, 535 passing attempts, 58.3 completion percentage, 4,042 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. I mean, kind of have mixed emotions about that, but if if I'm gonna keep it real, let me read that. Let me read that again. 312 completions, 535 passing attempts, 58.3 completions, 4,042 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. Now, I'm going to keep it all the way a G, a stack. 
a bill. I'm saying. Now, this for the, some of the people that's been knocking, that's been knocking Jameis, um, hating on Jameis, oh, Taysom this, oh, he a bust, that y'all so excited to have him. Man, I, man, y'all remember when I said, I would, Jameis is definitely a top 15 quarterback. I can almost make the argument that he's a top 10 quarterback right now without even going further, just by reading that, that one year. Now, for the people that saying Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, now we'll never really know unless Taysom Hill win some type of way, win the job and, and and play a whole season. But this I can guarantee you, Taysom Hill will never have a stat line that's 4,042 passing yards with two, 22 touchdowns. And I'm not knocking Taysom Hill. But to say that a young man was able to come and do this his first year. His this is his first year, man, under the gun, Drew. Like I said, so we're, what we're doing right here is comparing things. So if we're going to compare it, um, the only knock I would see on Jameis is, you know, the 58.3 completion percentage. But hell, if you if you telling me I was going to get 4,000 yards over 4,000 yards with 22 touchdowns and just 15 interceptions. I mean, the 15 interceptions kind of high, but like I said, that's a rookie. Let's go back and look at Drew Brees, who threw for less than 4,000, 3,284 with 17 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. So, Jameis threw for more touchdowns in his first year. Well, this was, this was the first year starting for Drew. First year, rookie year for Jameis. So, he threw five more touchdowns than Drew with one less interception. Drew eked it out. He eked it out. Uh, two, barely. I mean, nah. I can't even. I can't even say that all the way around the board. So James get the first one. Better, better, more, more passing yards, more touchdowns, less interceptions. Drew had the the completion rate, but I can't tell you if it was Dinkin and Duncan, and and it, it's not like it was like a runaway. It's not even like he was. It was 65, 68. Yeah, I mean, we talking about less than less than a two two percent difference right there, and that's not enough to make up for the five touchdown difference in in the 900 yards passing yard difference in the, in the interception interception difference to me. But we're gonna go to the second season. Also, it's important to point out that first year for Jameis Winston, his first year starting ever Pro Pro Bowl. In his rookie year, that's impressive because I need to look up and tell you guys how many guys was able, starting quarterbacks was able to do that in their first year. Um, Drew wasn't able to do that his first year, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <clears throat> Jameis also was all rookie on the all rookie team his first year. Also won rookie of the year in his his first season. So that was first. First round Jameis. We're going to say first round Jameis. Definitely. Let's go to the second season. 2016. JW had 345 passing attempts with 567. I said that wrong. 345 completions with 567 passing attempts. 60.8 completion percentage with 4,000. Over 4,000 passing yards again, 4,090. 
you know what I'm saying? So once again, we're starting to see a trend here. This guy has a huge arm, um, talented, and, and he's he's not afraid to sling it. Um, it's not like you guys didn't know that, but I'm 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 just like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Let me do my thing. Let me do my thing. 28 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. And once again, I want to point. I want to say that stat line again for the guys that's just talking like Jameis Winston is a bum. This is this is this is for you. It's for the guys saying Taysom Hill can act. If 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 the, well, we're gonna get to that too. But this is for the guys saying Taysom Hill is better than Jameis. He's gonna woo woo. Y'all want Jameis? Y'all want Teddy Bridgewater over Jameis? Y'all want this guy? Y'all want this guy? Name me, name me. Besides the top, we went through this before. Besides the top 15 quarterbacks in the league right now. Name me. Outside of the top 15, so you can't go with guys like Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, like the, the notable guys. So, you can, first of all, you would, I, I would challenge you to name me, name me 15 quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? That that had better seasons than that last year. Outside of the well, outside I'm saying that backwards, guys. Outside of the top 15 quarterbacks, name me um, five quarterbacks last year that had a better season than four. Over 4,000 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, and 18 interceptions in the second year, with a, with just about 61 passing passing completion percentage. Once again, not I don't want to hear Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to hear Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and nothing like that. I'm saying outside of the normal. So once you get outside of the the guys like Russell Wilsons, the Drew Breeses, um, the Ben Roethlisberger's. Um, Show me the guy, Justin Herberts, the Josh Allens, and all of that. Really, that's just about maybe eight guys right there. Maybe I ain't even named that. Maybe six, eight guys right there. But once you get outside of that top 10, top 15, name me the other guys that can have seasons better than that. You'll be hard-pressed to find it. I'm not saying you can't, but let's get to that third season. 282 passing the completions. So he completed 282. Had 442 attempts for 63.8 completion percentage through for 3500 yards had 19 touchdowns 11 interceptions not bad let's go to that fourth season 244 completions 378 attempts 64.6 completion percentage through for about 3000 yards 19 touchdowns and 14 interceptions so once again um, I want to point out just about in all of the seasons, except for one, Drew Brees actually won 2004, where he was the comeback player of the year, won his Pro Bowl. Well, he made it to the Pro Bowl in his fourth year. Um, was it his fourth year? Yeah, his fourth year. That would have been his fourth year he made it to, to the Pro Bowl, was the comeback player of the year. If guys don't know what the comeback player of the year is, is basically you either was hurt or you had a bad season or and you came back and, and you did your thing. And then basically in 2004, like I said, he threw for almost 3,200 passing yards, had 27 touchdowns with seven interceptions. That's pretty good compared to the year before where he was horrible. He threw for 2,000 yards, had 11 touchdowns with 15 interceptions. That's what I was talking about when I said Drew Brees. I mean, <clears throat> had certain other quarterbacks 
did that same thing. It'd been, and they they be having if Jalen Hurts do that right now, Jalen Hurts might not have a job. Jalen Hurts might have to play running back. If he have two seasons like 17 and 16 and 11 and 15, they'd be trying to put him at wide receiver. That's just my opinion. Now, is is a the diligence and, and and the patience paid off for the Saints and and well, not really for the Chargers because we, we we benefited for that. But uh, overall, let's let's get to it. See who really won this. Now it's important because point out for Daryl and I wanted I wanted I do want to give Daryl his props. Drew Brees did through over the over the a period of five years, Drew Brees did through 140 less passes. If that's important to you guys. He threw a hundred over a period of five years, let me repeat that. Over a period of five years, Drew Brees threw 140 le- less passes. Um over a period of five years, his average of completions was 62.1. Over a period of five years, Drew Brees threw for 12,127 passing yards. Over a period of five years, Drew Brees threw for 85 touchdowns and 43 interceptions. Yes, I did say five years because technically he did play five years, even though it was one game. Now, by his sixth year, Drew Brees, when he was with the Saints, did go to his first NFC title game. Um, now, let's talk about Jameis Winston. Jameis, like I said, Jameis Winston did start the first game of his career from the rip. Missed 10 games over four years. Um, over four years for Jameis. Jameis completion percentage was basically 61.8. He threw for 14,628 passing yards. He had 88 passing touchdowns with 58 interceptions. Um, he threw 140 passing the ball 140 more times than Drew Brees over five years so basically looking at it Drew Brees over five years completion percentage before he got with the Saints was 62.1 Jameis Winston was 61.8 Drew Brees passing yards was 12,127 Jameis Winston's was 14,628 Drew Brees threw 85 touchdowns Jameis Winston threw 88 touchdowns. Drew Brees threw 43 touchdowns. Jameis Winston threw 58. So there you have it. And for the guys that are pointing, well, he threw 15 more touchdowns than Jameis, uh, than Drew Brees. Well, like I said, if you look at it, had, I'm not so sure if Drew Brees stayed with the Chargers, Drew Brees makes it in this league. It's all about coaching and where you land and and how they build around you, the type of players they put. Drew Brees, like I said, Drew Brees was a match made in heaven for Sean Payton and the Saints, just like Sean Payton and the Saints was a match made in heaven for Drew Brees. We put the right pieces around him. We schemed, schemed the offense around him, and and, and he came through for us. Uh, Jameis haven't, hasn't been so lucky. Dude, they had three full coaches uh, in his short career. And he hasn't just had the, he just hadn't hasn't had the support, I see, for lack of better words, at that Drew Brees had, um, well has gotten, if I'm gonna say, if you're gonna if you're gonna look if we're gonna look over a span of Jameis' career, I'm gonna say if he was to stay with Sean Payton for 20 years, um, 
Jameis Winston is going to have a pretty good career. Basically, is what I'm going to say. And basically, I'm going to leave it at this before we go jumping into that NBA ball. Um, yeah, I like to say basically, I see, I say, I won this argument. Um, like I said, Jameis Winston um, had more interceptions, but he also had more passing yards and more touchdowns. And actually, surprisingly, this one I wouldn't, I wouldn't prepare for. Is actually he actually outdueled Drew Brees for the completion percentage, you know, to say that he threw them interceptions and stuff like that. And this is not taken into account. Um, I didn't do QBR because of, for the first couple of years when Drew Brees was playing, I don't even think they did QBR. But uh, it's not taking into account the touchdowns that was rushed for with Jameis, which I'm sure he had more than Drew, more rushing yards and everything. Um, and this not to take into account because I actually will say uh, I feel confident in saying Drew Brees with the San Diego Chargers at the time had a better team than Jameis Winston. Um, regardless of whatever what era, era it was in. Look, like I said, I watched the Chargers. Uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, Cromartie, and them boys, Sean Merriman, and them boys like that. I liked them boys like that. You know what I'm saying? So I actually watched them. They had a loaded team. Um, the Buccaneers, now even though the Buccaneers just won it this past season and all that, um, I'm talking the Buc. Buccaneers didn't have nothing and still really don't have nothing on them teams that the that the Chargers had. Um, it's really still a travesty that they never really won nothing. And in this and I'll say this, and I'm not trying to throw throw most stuff at Drew Brees. The same year Drew Brees went to his first NFC title or his first title game, his his sixth year. It's interesting to know that the guy that they drafted while Drew Brees was actually there, actually went to his first title game the same year Drew Brees went. You know what I'm saying? So that just goes to show you how loaded that team was that Drew Brees was on. The same year Drew Brees went to the, he left the, he left and signed with the Saints. The Chargers went to the AFC Championship. Now we both, the Chargers lost and we lost, but still, that just goes to show. And I'm going to leave it to you guys to decide how y'all feel about it. But all I was saying, and I feel like I made my point, all I was saying is basically Jameis Winston heading in, heading into the Saints, coming to the Saints, is probably a little better than uh, Drew Brees was when he came to the Saints. Athletic-wise, talent-wise, and number-wise. And I think I just proved it to you. Um, a lot of people are going to point to the interceptions with Jameis Winston, Drew Brees. She's talking to a friend. When let me let me clarify the last thing I was trying to say. When you when you play for a system called no risk it, no biscuit, there's going to be turnovers. But the thing that I'm encouraged to see. 
is that at least the number I, I so Jameis Winston not that Jameis Winston is going to say everybody's going to say about Jameis Winston he had 30 interceptions alright that's not good but at least I can look back and be like alright well at least he had 33 touchdowns this is the argument um at least he got the production how and I'm not trying to knock Drew Brees but I just want to point this out this is the debate that me and D and a few others was going over. If you're going to have more interceptions or more turnovers than than scores or touchdowns, then that's not even worth it. So in that category right there, I feel like Jameis win, wins just off of that. And for people that don't know what I'm referring to, we were talking about Jameis, Winston, Jameis Winston's first four years. And Drew Brees, first five years because he only played one game. Um, I take that. And if I was to t- if I was to tell you guys the numbers and didn't tell a name, you guys would probably pick the numbers that Jameis Winston has. And with that, we're going to move on and we're going to talk about a little basketball. I'm going to talk about them Pelicans, man. They've been they've been kind of up and down lately up and down and all around and I do want to see this they've been banged up pretty much like much of the league has or whatever they got going on I got a theory I have a theory that I think these guys the 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 back dude then came together and, and, and said since we had to come back and play this short season and play these back to backs like this, I think we gonna t- we gonna find a way to take 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 it easy. I think now the NBA is finding guys and finding teams for sitting out if you're healthy. So I'm not saying I'm not saying LeBron James is not hurt. I'm not saying Anthony Davis isn't hurt. I'm not saying Kevin Durant wasn't hurt. I'm just saying maybe guys exaggerated a little bit to get a little bit of extra rest. This was the interesting point me and my boy D was talking about. Man. I pose this question to you. The people. If for whatever reason, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if it did, if for whatever reason, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers and them boys was to fall all the way to number number 10 in the standings and they had to actually play a play-in game, who would bet against them to still make like not make it to the finals who right now if the, if the Lakers if the playoffs started tomorrow and the play, the Lakers had to play in a, a play a play in game which I'm maybe it'll be Dallas or Memphis who who money on the Lakers not making it to the conference finals I don't basically basically what I'm saying is I don't care what the situation is what seed they in I still like the Lakers to get there you know what I'm saying not gonna say it's gonna be easy. Not gonna say they're gonna bang people up, but I'm just saying I don't care. I I I feel like LeBron James and Anthony Davis and them boys and, and a lot of superstars around around the league feel like, man, look, ain't ain't too many people really in in the stadiums. You know what I'm saying? So ain't really too much home court advantage. <clears throat> you know, uh I like my chances. I like my team. I like my chances. I don't really care what we get in at. 
long as we get in and we gonna make some noise and we gonna make it do what we do, do what it do when we get there. You know what I'm saying? But back to the Pels. Um, they've been up and down, man. Been been bit by the injury bug. Thought the Pelicans. Hey, y'all remember one of my last shows? I said after the, after a few games, after these next couple of games, we was gonna know everything we needed to know about the Pelicans. Man, I think I think I got the answer for you guys. Remember, I told you I was gonna have an answer for you guys. I think what the Pelicans really are missing, they're missing a true number two point. I'm saying true number two, a true shooting guard, number two guard, a scoring guard. Mm. And if we couldn't get that, that's 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 one. And then I feel we're missing a veteran presence. If you look and see, like Coach DJ said, and I want to apologize for the technical difficulties on behalf of Coach DJ on the last show. We're working to get that cleaned up. But as Coach DJ said on the last show, when you when you take and put a guy like Chris Paul, um, look what it did for the the young Phoenix Suns. They had all of that talent over there. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Bridges, you know, and them boys over there. But they just, they had, they, it was baffling to see that they had all those high picks over there and all that talent, and they never could put it together. But then you go get a, a veteran, and I'm not going to say Chris Paul is washed up. You know, he still can offer a lot, but he isn't what he used to be. You know, I find that his value is going to be in, calming down the guys when things getting out of hand when things get tight when things get tight calming calming the ship steadying the ship and getting guys back on point kind of like a rondo um a chris paul i'm trying to think of some more guys that you can bring in ain't really it's crazy it's crazy to think about it all the old heads probably pretty pretty much leaving out the out the league Ain't no more Vince Carters and the guys that come mentor the guy really that I can think of that can still really give you something. Maybe a D Rose or something like that, but I don't know what kind of leadership he really brings to the team. Not saying he don't have leadership, but I'm just saying I think that's what the team is missing. Um, some type of veteran that has the accolades also that can also. I mean, some people be like, what, what about Eric Bledsoe? Man, look, I'm not going to knock Eric Bledsoe. I'm going to try to be nice tonight. We just got the dub. Um, but Eric Bledsoe ain't it. Not for this team. Not for this team. We need a true scoring. Eric Bledsoe has never been known, known for his scoring. He's more of a defensive guy. You know what I'm saying? He's never really been known for scoring. I'm talking we... Maybe we can get that out of Alexander Walker. But either way it go, I think it's going to require getting rid of Eric Bledsoe. And I think we still need to bring in some type of veteran presence. James Johnson and Najee Marshall, them boys been balling. I think they didn't earn the opportunity to see if they can get into the, the rotation. But I think that's really what this team is missing. Um, it's just baffling how we beat the, the teams we beat. You know what I'm saying? We beat the 76ers. Like, we beat we beat the dog, the, the, the dog crap out of them. I mean, it only say 101 to 94. But 
the 76ers are one of the best teams over there in the East, really in the NBA, and we held them to eight points on the, under their their NBA average game average, and then we turn around and get get our face punched in by the Hawks. Not to see that the Hawks are bad, you know what I'm saying? But we lose we lose back to back to the Magic and the Hawks. Come on, man, we can't lose games like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, like I said, and now in a lot of these games, we we've been missing a lot of key pieces. I think two or three games, man, we didn't have Brandon Ingram, Zion, Alexander Walker. Who else was missing? Lonzo. I think at one point we was playing straight back. That was a G League game, but I'm not gonna make any excuses. Let's talk about tonight, tonight's game, and Friday's game. As I mentioned earlier, the Pelicans went 101-94. Zion went insane on them boys. Tonight, the Pelicans beat the Cavaliers 116-109. Now, a lot of people probably going to say, man, the Cavaliers suck. Man, the Cavaliers in the same position as the Pelicans. They fighting for their playoff lives. And they're right out, right, right there for that last play-in spot. So this game, this game, it had some meaning to it. Now, they was missing... You know, key players, Nance, Darius Garland, um, and a few players. But we was missing Lonzo, Josh Hart, Walker. So we both was banged up, you know. And I don't think – I'm not going to say that because it, it, was, it was a good game. But it's going to be important. We got an important one tomorrow versus the Kings at home before we take on the next Wednesday at home. And it's going to be important because if we can pick up that game tomorrow versus the Kings in the next Wednesday, we right back in. And I actually believe we can forget a, forget a playing game. I, we can try to chase down this, chase down that eight seed because we have a favorable schedule from here on out. After we play the Knicks, we play the Wizards. Then we get the Knicks again. Then we're going to have to play the Nets. Then we get the Magic, the Spurs. Now, on paper, all of these games look like they're winnable, but we gotta go at, out there and actually execute and win the win the damn games. We see the games look winnable all we want to, and we see how far that get get then got us. Um, I just think it seemed it seemed to be clicking with them guys, and they're all young, as Coach DJ said on last show. They're all young, and it, it seems that just it's starting to click with them. And I think by next year, the year after that, I think we, I think the Pelicans will be all right if they add that them two pieces that I said. That I really think a they need to move away from Eric Bledsoe and either either start Kyra Lewis at point guard and move Lonzo over to the two and give Alexander Walker more time at at the one coming off the bench or. You're going to put Alexander Walker at the two and give Kyra Lewis more minutes. Give him the, the leash off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Either way, you're still going to, I feel like we still need to bring in a veteran some type of way that can keep, give us the poise that we need because we lose too many late game, late game leads. I, like, I, like I said before, um, I feel like teams just feel like they can get down double digits against us and they just feel too comfortable in knowing that they can come back. And that's something that's just got to change. And I feel like 
sometimes the Pelicans get tight themselves when the games get tight, especially knowing they had a big lead and now it's down to three points and they just think about, oh man, here we go again. And I think that's when a player like Chris Paul or Rondo come down like, look, man, let's do what we do. Let's run our play, our plays and let's do what got us the lead in the first place. You, that's invaluable. You know what I'm saying? But, man, I just wanted to drop in. You know what I'm saying? Give you guys some some new content. Talk about some of my favorite topics. You know what I'm saying? And why it's on my mind. Once again, I want to I say everybody, when you, while you're thinking about it, if, if your heart tells you to, man, pray for DMX and his family and, and everybody else that might be going through things right now. I know things might be tough right now with the situation in the world we living in, but hey, we always got tomorrow, man. We always got tomorrow, we hope. <laughs> but once again, I want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys subscribe to the Gridiron, a like, hit that bell. Depending on what platform you listening to me on. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, won't y'all drop me some messages and tell me how I just I just dropped a bomb on that boy Scott. He gotta get back on here and respond. <laughs> you hear me? I told that boy, he told me, um, he be beating me in these debates. I told that man, I don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. I'll be smoking him. But uh make sure y'all subscribe to us. You, y'all know where y'all y'all can find us. We be on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor. Uh, I think we on a few other things. I'm not I'm not gonna even lie to y'all. Uh, some of them names I ain't even really heard of, but apparently some people be listening to it. Um, I'm gonna get the names of those things later for y'all. But uh, yeah, I, hey, we thank y'all for y'all support. Once again, like I was saying, hey, make sure y'all drop. Y'all drop a voice message in or y'all leave a comment on, like we said, I know we ain't did this in a while, what we can do better, you know what I'm saying, the things y'all would like to hear, talk, y'all want to hear us talk about, discuss, debate, hey, we all ears, man, and once again, I just want to say, I'm Jay, and this the Gridiron, out.